Most movies are made in studios with big budgets. But not these. No, these sequels and prequels are crafted on the fly. Today! You'll never see these movies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Making Number Two. On the fly pitches for sequels and prequels that should not exist. These are movies that you're never going to see. You don't know that. Someone could buy these out from under us. I'm Allie Gordon. And I'm Marty Scanlon. Okay, so here we are in an interesting position where Marty and I both came in with pitches, and they both were Shawshank Redemption. Of course. Uh, so I'm going to say mine in a, like a quick little elevator pitch. Marty's going to say his in a quick little elevator pitch. And we'll see where they meet in the middle. I'm hoping we can combine them into one mega movie. Shawshank Redemption, the mega sequel. The mega mix. Okay, so here's mine. And I need a little bit of help to like, totally forget everybody's characters and stuff. That's fine. Um, Andy Dufresne gets out of prison. Okay. He escapes. He does. I'm, I'm like asking for you to like reaffirm this. Oh, yeah, yeah. He no, not like Zewat- I'm pitching. Zewatanejo. <laughs> exactly. There is treasure at Zewatanejo, right? No. There really is no treasure. Morgan, I mean, the treasure is the the beautiful free life that they live. But I don't know if he's like, there's treasure he say, there. Like, dig oh, up- I lost it again. Wait, doesn't he say like dig up the um, the stone or some shit? What movie are you thinking of? Marty, there is a movie where he, like, has to go, I think it's Shawshank Redemption, and he, like, picks up, like, you know, a stone okay. from the... so yeah, what you're describing is there is a stone by a tree yes. where Red, like, lived or something. Yes. And on that thing, there's directions to Sewatanejo or something. Okay. But there's no, like, hidden treasure. It's not like a pirate movie. I know, well, obviously I know that, because that's where my pitch is going. Oh, Shit, but, I kind of so, so, blew, blew your lead there. I'm sorry. Okay, but there is a part where he picks up a stone and it says something. I think so. Okay, so in my pitch, the sequel to Shawshank Redemption, everybody gets out of jail. They discover all the, dis- the, the corruption and shit there and everybody goes free. But every single person, yeah, the whole the whole jail is just shut down. It's kind of like schools out for summer, Alice Cooper, and it's just like a shot of them all running out the front doors, just having they're free. Wow. Um, listen, don't read too far into this as a comedy. Uh, <laughs> but they're all like, "Did you hear? Red left treasure," and they're like, "No fucking way, he didn't." And they're like, "I'm telling you, if you go to the second stone on the third left of whatever whatever of this oak tree, tree from the ring then red there's red's treasure okay and it becomes red's treasure no it's because it becomes rat race for <laughs> oh it becomes man. i love rat race so much. for the characters of uh, Shawshank Redemption to oh find treasure. Oh my god. And of course, obviously, fast forward to the, the movie, they all arrive at Zewantaneo at the same time and they I realize mean, there is no treasure and that the treasure is that they are like friends and in this beautiful place. And Andy Dufresne comes out as an old guy. It took them that long? Well, did Andy Dufresne, he escaped before them. Yeah. So five years. So he's not old. I would like the idea that he's old. That It took so long <laughs> that he's an old man. Well, I, like- I, I was thinking like because he, in the course of being there, like, started to show how fucked up everything was at prison. Right. And, like, I know that this is not how things work in real life, where, like, things don't just, like, um, get fixed. Yeah. Uh, but in this, like, comedy ridiculous version of it, the people of Shawshank get to go <laughs> free. I love it. And then, they, and then they all have to get in their separate cars and buggies and airplanes, and then it starts a rat race. And they're all trying to get to Red's treasure. 
yeah, that's my sequel to Shawshank Redemption. I mean, I love it. And it's Thank called you. Shawshank Redemption's Red Shawshank Redemption. Red Red's Treasure. Treasure is very, colon, very good. Colon rat race. Colon rat race. Colon too. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, I love it. I'll tell you mine, but I think we're gonna go with yours. No, we're gonna make them both. Well, you know, my, mine's kind of a downer. Oh, okay. Well, it's not a downer, but it's it's based on everyone's favorite character from Shawshank Redemption, which is Brooks. Mr. Bean. Mr. Oh. Bean, that's correct from Rat Race. Um, Who's Brooks? Brooks is the old man. Oh with yeah. The, with the crow. Yeah. Jake. Um. So Brooks gets out of prison and has a very very hard time adjusting to prison uh, to life outside the bars. He's institutionalized. I've used that word a lot in this podcast. What? institutionalized as long as you're using it correctly i don't think i was last time but that's All okay right. basically brooks can't live outside of prison he he can't adjust to the new world gotcha. and so he kills himself that that's really what happens in the movie yeah do you remember that yes i do yeah and he carves brooks was here and it's very sad and it's an amazing part of the movie there's a lot of amazing parts in the movie it's a great movie every part is when the guy's like so mad and he's like oh and just feeling so institutionalized Ugh. did i use that word correctly i hate you and um so I thought I, I took some notes. Oh, I didn't. Maybe I didn't take notes. Maybe I just wrote Shawshank. Brooks is here, <laughs> and it's a prequel. That counts as a note. Yeah, it's a prequel to Shawshank Redemption called Shawshank Redemption. Brooks is here, or just Brooks is here. A Shawshank story or something. Okay. You know, we can go. You know, we can go the whole like Star Wars route. Yeah, and it's Ansel Elgort playing Brooks. It's what? Ansel El- Elgort. Oh, I thought you said Allie Gordon. <laughs> yeah, it's Allie Gordon playing Brooks. Yeah, so I want to know, like, who would be, like, your top pick to actually play, like, a young Brooks? Do you remember what he looks like? No. Okay. What's the actor? James Whitmore. Oh, okay. James he, Whitmore. Yeah, uh, he has a sort of resemblance to Jonathan Price in Game of Thrones. Who's Jonathan Price? Uh, the High Sparrow or whatever it was. Oh. The one who's, like... God is good. Yeah, but they're, they're the same age. That's like that's like doing a prequel. Okay, that's racist. I was saying I was just saying that they look alike. It's I wasn't saying racist. Was, <laughs> it's oldest. You're oldest. Not all old people. Not all old people, Allie. What I'm trying to say is I wasn't trying to say he was his prequel actor. I was trying to say that in general, I was making a generalized statement of the universe that they look similar and they could be in a movie together or something. As brothers. Old brothers. This is... I'll never say an actor looks like another actor again. No, but I'm just saying, if we're casting a prequel... I wasn't... I was... It was an unrelated topic. It was like being like, oh, cool. Uh, you want some ice cream? Shark Week's this week. Unrelated unrelated ideas. Well, all sharks are ice cream, Allie. That's what <laughs> I'm trying you. to say to you. That's oldest. That's sharkest. So let's hit the major beats of each of these and see if we can meet them in the middle. I mean... I think that if we're going to combine a prequel with a sequel, it has to be that, like, in Brooks was here, he, like... Brooks is here. Brooks is here. And he I think, leaves something for them that helped them make get to the treasure or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, I think Brooks is here has to be about him committing the crime. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a mixture of, like, um, like a sort of boyhood meets... Um, the uh, Truman Capote movie, Capote. So we hire Ansel Elgort and we film him until he's the age yeah. of... Is he from Boyhood? No. Oh, I've never seen Boyhood. I hated, hated Boyhood. And I know that by saying that I'm inviting a lot of criticism. I just didn't like Boyhood, okay? I like a lot of things. I just didn't like Boyhood. Sorry. Yeah. 
you know what? I think Brooks is here is a really good joke, and I think yours is such a more fun pitch. So let's just Brooks is here isn't even a good joke. It legitimately Marty could be a movie. Shit! Do not steal T- TM TM copyright R R R I'm just saying, like I know that's like you started it with a joke, but the idea that you would see a semi-serious movie about a character you love committing in a low moment, committing a crime that ends him up in jail, and you know how badly it ends for him is like. Legitimately, like an HBO miniseries, is like beautiful. Just, it just made me sad. Don't be sad. I literally have anyway, tears in my eyes from you describing that. They get and the I car. have the idea. <laughs> they get in the car, and one guy's like, "He said, Ace, I am weaning.'" So now you can laugh. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, and then John Lovitz is like, oh, 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 oh. "Yeah," and his daughter's John... like, "I'm prairie dogging it." Remember that part? Yeah, she goes, "I'm prairie dogging it." Remember how Ugh. that just like changed your middle school vocabulary uh, like forever? Austin, Austin Powers did that for me. Yeah. Austin Powers, I was still in lower school, so we still were like... <gasps> yeah, I was in elementary school when Austin Powers we came out. We were very much like, like, oh my god, she said it looks like a penis. Like, that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I loved Austin Powers so much, and I it, it like completely changed my life and like blew my mind in a way that I didn't know movies could be funny. And... You'd my, never seen a funny movie. No, I'd that. seen a lot of funny movies. Like my favorite movie of all time is The Court Jester, which is like a really, really great classic, like 1950s Technicolor Danny Kaye movie, which is like still one I think of the it's funniest. Earlier than the 50s. You Am think? I wrong? I think it's like late 40s. Or, I think it's probably like 51 or 52. Huh, maybe you're right. But um, it's like my favorite movie of all time. It's hilarious. It never is not funny. But like it changed my life being like, oh, a movie can like be irreverent in a way that doesn't feel old. Yeah. If that makes sense. But. Uh, my fifth grade teacher knew that I liked Austin Powers so much that on one of the last days of school, there was she like a... She let you say Groovy Baby. Yeah, she let me everybody. say... Yeah, she got up. She said, Marty will now stand... She it was Martin. Martin will stand in front of the class and he'll say, Groovy Baby. It's not my bag, baby. So what did she really do? She cut out a picture that was like a Mike Myers spread from GQ where he posed as Austin Powers and she left it on my desk yeah. with like a note to have a nice summer. And everyone like was like, oh, and they were jealous because I got a cool thing from my teacher. I mean, that is cool. When a teacher likes you the best, you feel good. And then I helped her do some work over the summer, like organizing a classroom. And she dropped something and she said, shit. And I was like, oh. And then she looked at me and she went, uh, sugar. Sugar. So now whenever I say shit, I'm like, shit, sugar. That's so funny. Wait, can I tell one story? Yes. <laughs> this is so unrelated to everything. But uh, one of our, like, this is like a cousin of mine, like family, family. She was in the car with her toddler daughter and the daughter in the back dropped her sippy cup and she went oh i dropped it should i say fuck (laughs) (laughs) mom was like no (laughs) oh boy kids say the fucking funniest shit i loved that tv show yeah i loved kids say the fucking funniest shit on vine I really did used to stay up late to try and watch that show. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, kids say the darn... Oh, no, I'm thinking of America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, I used to stay up to watch that, too. Me, too. America, America, this is you. And I always you. convince my parents to stay up later to watch it with me. Like, they were like, if they caught me watching something else, they'd be like, go to sleep. Like, like whose line? Never like, oh, my God, my parents hated whose line. And they still hate improv to this day, which I do professionally. <laughs> and they come and see him, and they hate it. Uh, but whenever I was watching... <laughs> Oh, America's Funniest Home Videos. But I was like, wait, there's going to be a segment with brides falling down. My mom loved brides falling down. If I had to pin my mom's favorite genre of America's Funniest Home Videos, it was bride falling into fountain. That's very good. Yep. <sighs> well, we've gotten very, very far from... We're very, very off topic. Yeah. I mean, look, I I don't know if I have like the comedic beats planned out for like this whole movie. I'm not going to like try and pretend to be like, okay, and then do this, and then do this. Well, you know what you've got? partner right across me oh god 
Who can help you with those comedic beats? Oh. Why are you mad about that? <laughs> Being put upon. Um, put upon? Yes. Uh, but what I overall think is they all get out of prison. They all get together. And they're like, well, if we all get the treasure, surely it'll be so thin among us. It's not even worth the fucking journey. So they split up into teams and they're like, let's all agree that whoever gets there first gets it. And they're like, yeah, that's basically the fairest way to do it. Yeah. So they start off on their journey and it's like part buddy road trip movie, part rat, rat race type whatever. And uh, I also like to think that they're like, it could be fun because like they're seeing the world and like they've been behind bars for so long that like everything is um, exciting. Yeah. They like forgot, like they're like, you know, like they want to get there fast, but they're like soft serve ice cream. Yeah, they're like, this is what a hot dog is like now. Yeah, exactly. Like and when it, I used to have hot dogs, you could only get a hot dog with nothing on it. Yeah, and they all love it. And um, I know that in real life, it's very difficult for prisoners to adjust to life outside of outside of prison after being there for a long time, and it is a deeply traumatic and very serious thing. But you know, in this comedy, they're just really excited to um, watch Jersey Shore. Yeah, I mean, if we're they're like, this is television, but where's the where are the rabbit ears? Oh, my God. Yeah, because they didn't see anything, Jay. They lay back in prison. It's still movies from the 1950s. Well, they only had a record player with Giacini Roccamini on it or whatever their name is. It was Marriage of Figaro. Yeah, Giacini Roccamini. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was trying to say... Oh, my God. It's it's very late at night. Maybe we're not going to release this What are you trying one. to say? Giacomo Rossini. But it's not Rossini. It's Mozart. <gasps> oh, yeah. Well, they I'm all stand. Giacchini, Roccasini. No, they all stand in in, in the the uh, square, and they all look up at the thing, and it's they're playing Mozart. Yeah, Ave Maria. No, <laughs> Mary it's Figaro. um. La, 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 God, la, la. why can't I remember the name of the song? It like opens Act Three. It's the um, like the Countess and um, the Mister Countess. Counter and contest. Why they can't remember the name? It's the do 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 do. Yeah. And then there's another woman in an opera singing over that song from Marriage of Figaro. I always loved that part of Marriage of Figaro. I liked the part where somebody else came out and sang a song by a different composer. <laughs> I That's think... a fair part of any musical. Oh, in the middle truly. of Sweeney Todd when they come out and they're like, I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. Which is, of course, of from Gypsy. Right, which is, of course, from Gypsy. Um, Do you remember when you told me that you only knew one song from Gypsy and it was Don't Tell Me Not to Sit and Putter? Which and is from What She Loves Me? Funny Girl. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I always think they're the same. Funny Girl, Gypsy, they both star Bette Midler. I wasn't too far off. Oh, no. Marty, <laughs> she's on... Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I think is good about this episode is what? that it's, it's mostly really just anecdotes. Yeah, this is... I don't think we'll release this. I think we will because people are going to be excited by the anecdotes that we are telling. I just wish I could remember any of the characters in the movie besides... Me neither. But you know what? I don't think it's unfair for it to just be like a vaguely new cast of characters. Who were the supporting characters that we were rooting for besides Red and Andy Dufresne? I'm not sure if there were many. I don't really remember. But then I'm like, oh, well, there was the guy who had the stutter and he gets shot. Yeah. And then I realized I was thinking about The Last Castle again. Yeah. 100%. And I, for a minute, was like, what about the guy who holds the mouse? And I was like, that's the Green Mile. <laughs> okay. Pivot. Whoa. Ready for this pivot? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. You're so ready for I'm it. I'm ready. This pivot is that it's every... 
prison. And they all get out. Like the purge, every prison gets out and every prison has a team that's a prison oh team. Oh my god, that's competing gets, for the for the yeah, treasure. Exactly. And they all arrive in Zihuatanejo the and, and they then, all realize it was just about freedom in the first place. Exactly. True treasure is freedom. Exactly. So it's like the guys from Oz are oh my there, god. <laughs> and the guys from Prison Break are there. And uh, Snake Plissken from the original Escape from New York, he's there. I don't know if that's a prison movie, but I just yeah, wanted to... Yeah, the two to... bandits, the wet bandits from, <laughs> <laughs> from, from Home Alone. Alone. <laughs> yeah, Marv and Marv's friend. <gasps> Eddie, is that his name? I don't know. Eddie and Marv? I don't remember. A paint can hit him so hard that I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> what other like, very famous prison movies are there? I like. I was just thinking that, and I was like, I don't fucking know. Shutter Island. Shutter, no, that's a psych ward. Well, fuck me then. So they all get to say Watanejo at the same time. And there's a big rainbow over a baobab tree. What's a baobab? What kind of tree? Baobab? Baobab. B-A-O-B-O-B? I actually think it's like baobab. So it's like B-A-O. Remember how well I spelled Tutankhamun last time? Yes. I'm not doing as good with baobabs. No. They're like those big like desert trees that have like big, big wide roots and like big, big top on the head, like like heavy and they're like big, thick um <laughs> Allie's doing so many hand <laughs> gestures and movements see. and it's just like lost thick, completely thick, like um oh she's she's, she's she looks still like doing she it was, i can't stop she's grinding pepper she's <laughs> moving her hips i'm doing the macarena um they have big like they have like spiky um yeah seeds you know what doesn't matter all the baobabs are going to take over the little prince's planet if he leaves you know, you've really gone off track so much on this episode let's talk about the little prince let's not and let's finish talking about shawshank 2 Rat Race Redemption. Okay. Rat Race Redemption, Redemption is very good. Holy shit, that's good. Red Race. Red. Rat Redemption. Red's Rat Race Redemption. Oh my god. That's Red's really good. Red's Rat Redemption. Red's Rat, rat race, race Redemption. Redemption. Okay. I think we can solve Sponsored this. Sponsored by Rockstar Games. I do think we can solve this. Okay, so wait. We have to think of like a couple more prison movies though. I am an idiot. I don't know how... To, to 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 better explain my situation. I like yeah. to can't think of any. All right. Well, that's good. We've got like the last castle guys. We've got the guy from we got the guys from Oz. We have um the psychic and Tom Hanks. We've got um psychic and Tom Hanks. Yeah, Green Mile. Yes. We have um I watched a an actual series once that was about that was called Shakespeare Behind Bars. That's an amazing document. Isn't that amazing? I watched that when I was in college because we were doing Our Country's Good, which, by the way, I think is a bad play uh-huh. and very and written by a woman and so bad about Ugh, women. Finally, a bad play <laughs> written by a woman. Finally. <laughs> a woman writing about a woman badly, but it is. But it's about the first convicts sent to Australia mm-hmm. from, like, England, uh, which is a great premise, and they do a play there like king lear or something no it's like an old english like and that's the part that's really kind of dumb about the play that they do like a shitty play and nobody yeah, they wants like, they do like ralph royster doister literally marty and like i think that that's like a problem because i think doing i think the point of doing a play is that the play has to be good and it's like one of those plays where it's like the count will come and marry me but my my old slutty aunt is dressing up as me it's like mm. a shitty like yeah. english play and they all well, it's a bit, parts of the play are good. They want to do it, and like the guards are so shitty that they like shut it down, and they don't get to like right. have the emotional thing, and then they're gonna like decide to like do it in the end anyway. Um, and uh, parts of it are good, and parts of it are bad, and that's my review of our of country's, our country's good. good. Please tune in next week for our next podcast site. Wow, wow, 
Please tune in again next time for our review of another play that Allie has read. <laughs> Was in. This is now a play about... I learned how to do a Devonshire accent, and I played a character named Dabby. Dabby? That was her name. She a house elf? Nope. Her name was Dabby, and she was like kind of, she was kind of like, oh, fuck you. I don't care. Oh. Well, wait. We were talking about Shakespeare Behind Bars. Right. So we watched Shakespeare Behind Bars because it was about prisoners putting on plays. But that It really is like a beautiful, incredible. amazing Incredible. I cried like a baby. It's way better than the play. Our country's good. Yeah. So we could get those guys into the mix, definitely. The guy, the lady who wrote the play was named like Wurtenbacher. Wurt, Wurt, Wurten. Did she make popcorn? I don't remember. Her Tinsley Wartenbacher. Look up her real name. Because you're going to see it and you're going to be like, oh, Tinsley Wartenbacher. All right, I'm going to look up Tinsley Wartenbacher. No, no, no. Look up Our Country's Good and see who it was written no, by. No, I'm going to look up Tinsley Wartenbacher. Please. Uh, it's a weird name like that. Our Country. Weatherly Tintentaker. Wow. Who is it really written by? <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Timberlake Wartenbaker. Timberlake Wartenbaker. Come on. Oh, our mics are working. That's good to know. Come on. What did I say? I couldn't tell you. Wartenbaker? Turtentaker or whatever it was. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It was Benjamin Ticket Taker. Stop. Weatherly Ticker Talker? What was it? (laughs) Say it again. Timberlake Wartenbaker. Timberlake Wartenbaker. It was Justin's Timberlake Wartenbaker's wife. I mean, that's an insane name. No, no, you were very close. Oh, my God. I'm not mad at you. Are you mad at me? I'm mad at her for having that name. (laughs) This has been a really bad episode. No, this has been a great episode because sometimes stepping away from the form makes the episodes better. Like the episode Fly of Breaking Bad. You love The Fly. You mean like that episode? No, you love the movie The Fly starring (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. Is it David Cronenberg? I don't know. I'm going to guess that it's David Cronenberg's The Fly. I think it was Timberlake Wurtenbacher. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, I... Do love the episode Fly Breaking Bad though? The Fly, I think. Mm, I think it's Fly. Is it Fly? Uh, you know what? I you're totally right. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I think it's just called Fly, yeah. and it's a great bottle episode. And it, seeing it makes you appreciate going back to the brutal pace of season four again. Yeah, I think people wake. who don't like that episode are mistaken. We're looking at you, everyone. At Josh Daniel, my wow. best friend who hates oh the episode God. Fly. Jesus Christ, that's a sh- that you just did a reverse shout out, a shout to. I did a shout down. A shout down. We are shouting Josh down. He has had it too good for too long. If you have any friends who hate stuff that we like, tweet at us and we'll give them <laughs> we a social media down. shout down. Wow, a social media shout down. You heard it here first, folks. Making number two social media shutdown. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't regret this episode. Yeah, I don't really. I just think it's going to be really short and not very full of anything interesting. The premise is stellar. The it's premise a is sterling. Premise. So how does it end? Because that's they're that's all what... looking at a big double rainbow over a baobab tree, and they realize that the true treasure was freedom. And they all hold hands, uh-huh. and Don Draper invents the ad for Coke <laughs> for new Coke. <laughs> Don Draper invents Crystal Pepsi. Wow. And then it's the end. Okay. Um, can I make one more pitch? Please. They're all holding hands. And then the last person is... Andy Dufresne. And he puts handcuffs chunk, oh on the person. God. And then they take handcuffs out. Chunk, and Why they do all you like to human... twist these endings? Okay, fine. It won't be the end. They all arrest each other and then what? Yeah. They're on Prison Island. Yeah, it no pulls gods, out. it's no gods, no kings, Prison Island. How can anybody rule anybody? It pulls out and it says, Prison Island coming this fall to Fox. 50 prison inmates from different movies, some real people, 
which is kind of problematic. And some characters. You know what? Let's cut this whole thing. Anyway, come see Our Country's Good at the University of Michigan in December of 2015. <laughs> Seven years ago. <laughs> it wasn't in 2015. It was, than that. It was like 2011, 2010. Oh my God, it was 2011. I'm saying this like I was there, but I know when you graduated. Okay, let me say that again. Anyway, um, this is just a plug for you all to come see Our Country's Good at the University of Michigan's Arthur Miller Theater in December of 2011. <laughs> Featuring Allie Gordon as Dabby. <laughs> And while you're at it, if you guys could come see the lost Tennessee Williams play A Fugitive Kind, it will be at the Black Box Theater at the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts in um, March of 2007. Okay. So if you can make it there to see Tennessee Williams' lost work, a work that should have remained lost, then I really, wow. really hot urge you to do that. Tennessee Williams. It was let, a cat on a hot tin take. Let me... You weren't even going to acknowledge that, that joke? No, I loved it. Let's finish this episode by improvising a little bit of Tennessee Williams. Okay. This is Fugitive Kind. What's the play? Is it Fugitive Kind? Yeah, I'm going to improvise. I'm going to improvise to the top of my knowledge, Fugitive Kind, and you're going to do Fugitive Kind. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Making Number Two. We'll see you next time. Uh, please, if you like what you hear, um, please like, tell your rate, friends. Like, subscribe. rate, subscribe, slap me around, do whatever you want. Don't slap Marty. I'll be really mad if you do. Uh, thank I'm you so the only much. person who's allowed to be mean to Marty. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and we will hear. We you'll hear us next time. Uh, here is. Uh, improvised fugitive kind fugitive kind are you gonna try and actually do fugitive kind and i'm just gonna improvise oh so this is like a um a gravid water situation yes, exactly. i don't remember i mean obviously you don't know the exact lines but you're gonna like do like as best as you can do you want to know who i played sure i played a man named herman who was the only jew in the whole show okay of course he was an did. orthodox jew all right and he had no lines and he tapped on the window with a coin and it was a three and a half hour play and i showed up twice in the play to tap on a window with a coin okay you can play somebody else in this in thank this you in, so in very much okay. <laughs> i'll just i'll be you Nope, wasn't even that many. Nope, that's okay. seven more knocks than I got in okay. the show. Got, well, you know, you equity pays by the knock. Is it equity? Hey, ask I had to ask. Equity. You have to ask. This is unbelievably inside baseball, but somebody's loving it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. My, when the condensation drips down the window, I can sometimes just believe it's rain, but we haven't seen rain here in years. Where I come from, <laughs> Chicago, we have rain. We got all sorts of things. We got money. Rain. Oh, well, you upscale city folk see everything in your time, but I'll be lucky to get out of here on two horses and a carriage. What the hell are you talking about? You're the most beautiful girl here. You could have anything you wanted, and I mean anything. Of course I am, and of course I get what I want, but... Yeah, your father runs this place. I know him. Sometimes getting what you want ain't a matter of getting. It's a matter of trading, and I've traded quite a bit away. This is good. Like what? Marty, this is good. I'm doing the scene. Your father's a Jewish devil. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm pulling the thing off the shelf. The dude's name is 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 as bad as Timberlake fucking ass. What? (laughs) The dad's name in the show is like Shlomo Bagelstein. I believe you, but I don't want to know. This is ruining everything for me. He literally at one point is like, "Don't you understand? Your dad is a Jew." devil man it's not not quite right also just by the way marty and i are intensely jewish (laughs) um the the father's name in the play i mean it's like it's it's tennessee williams it's like very overwrought but it's like before he was a good writer okay like one of the the main character's name who you were playing instead of big daddy it's big father (laughs) big 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 tata yeah (laughs) um big papa uh what if you had to guess what her name is Luann. No, her name is Glory.
glow. Oh, yeah, of course, is always a word that yeah. describes what she is. Um, of course. There's a lady named Mrs. J. Mortimer Finchwell. Okay. I and? think she wrote Our Country's Good, actually. <laughs> I think so. Um, oh, I was also the photographer. Here is my one line. I was double cast because I was such a good actor. Now, Mrs. Finchwell. Say it with the accent. All right, ladies, a big group picture, all smiling. Say it with the Tennessee Williams, like, accent. It, it, it wasn't set. A Tennessee Williams accent doesn't, it's not always that accent. This Where is does this take place? It's set in the Midwest. What is his name? His name is, like, Tietle Mandelbaum or something. Usually there's a cast list in the front or the back of the... Well, you know, I went to acting school. So that's the first place I checked. And here it is. <laughs> wow! Wow, wow, wow. Hey, I looked. I, I just wish skipped we, over somebody it. in the podcast could see that little shit-eating grin on your face. Go ahead. In order of appearance. Okay. Glory. Two Italians. Terry Megan. That was who I was playing. Okay. Terry Megan. The guy at the window? He... No, no, no. That was that was Herman. Okay, okay, right, 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 Herman. Mr. Gwendelbaum. Is that the guy, the yeah, dad? His name is like, his first name is like Chaim Gwendelbaum. Shlomo Gwendelbaum. Yeah. Okay. You know, but, it's not as bad as I thought. I think we'll probably cut that. No, it was so funny in the whole exploration. Yeah. That's Sometimes true. we got to leave our vulnerable moments in. Sometimes the soft underbelly is embarrassing, but still in a way to lure a bird to the trap. In the end of this play, I get shot. Like a dog. And I sit at a window. And it snows. Oh, it snows, It huh? was actually very beautiful the way they did it. It snowed at the end. It snows and rent. And it's beginning to snow. Wish me luck, Allison. The protest is on. Come back. Come and see Rent at the University of Michigan Mendelssohn Theater in fall of 2008. Allie Gordon is alone working fly rail. She makes it snow. I had to jump like Quasimodo to have the strength to pull the fucking bag full of snow. How did I end up on fly rail? I ask you this. Some people just refilled bags of cocaine or whatever and gave it to best props. I alone worked fly rail, and like Quasimodo himself, I would leap in the air and I would take hold of those ropes and I would pull, and it would snow, and nobody would ever know how hard I was working because it looked beautiful on stage. I loved in Scarface when he is snorting all of that fake snow. <laughs> Bye. See ya.